This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Airbus Pod. Cast. I'm high, you're not. Uh, my name is Jamil. My name is Mike Benner. Happy basketball, Jamil. Happy basketballies. Peter is uh, not with us once again. He's, uh, I think he's visiting with parents. Uh, we wish him well. He doesn't know whose parents they are, but he's seeing someone's parents. He's visiting with somebody's parents. We're all somebody's parent. Yeah, it's like somebody's baby. Yeah. But with the parents. It's like somebody's daughter at like a strip club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite throwaway jokes and something I've written is like there's a uh, a strip club called somebody's daughter. <laughs> wow. Why? Wow. What type of what type of uh, pocket are you trying to hit? This was literally in a script where a father was trying to take his uh, his son and daughter to get lunch after getting the son out of prison <laughs> okay yeah i like this they had a very good buffet at somebody's daughter in the world of this show Ooh. shouts out to our uh local affiliate uh, shit where what's the place lou wills oh magic city there we go i yeah. wow Jamel, do you think the clippers should consider changing their names to the Los Angeles Spearmint Rhinos. Absolutely, I think it should be considered. I think there should be a one-hour meeting about it. I was just thinking, like, what could give them their own identity? Right now, their identity is what the fuck is a clipper and what the f- like, who the fuck cares because they're the, like, the little brother of Los Angeles. Um... There, there's not really clipper ships here in LA. That was a San Diego thing. We're not in San Diego anymore. Uh, what do you do when you graduate high school and you go to college? You kind of reinvent yourself, right? Certainly. Start it's, wearing a beret. It's time for the loser little brother to go to college, step out of the shadow of their big brother, yeah. and become a guy that goes to strip clubs. So let's wow. let's change it to the Los Angeles Spearmint Rhinos. We could have like candy-colored rhinoceroses as the mascot. Uh, we know Kawhi loves a strip club. We got that sponsorship deal in the bag already. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love day. it. I love it. And then um, what would the sponsor be on the jersey? Just the Spearmint Rhino logo? I think uh, – no. So Bumble is what it is right now. If they're the – They could do dick pills. <laughs> Put some dick pills up there. That was where I was going with it. <laughs> we yeah. are on the same page. 
uh, it was like some kind of like whatever the craziest gas station dick pill that you see that has like a a missile with like a a grin on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. You're putting the fucking Billy the Bullet from Mario Kart into your dick. Yeah, I think so. What are the best ones? Power Zen. Uh, there is actually uh, Rhino sixty nine. Power is a, dick, is a dick pill. Hold on. Power Zen is a way to fuck. I think that's something that yeah. we're all trying to achieve. All right. So Los Angeles Spearman Rhinos, uh, and brought to you by Power Zen. And I think okay. that gives you instantly a brand new identity and a lot of attention. What are what are Lakers fans going to be like? We don't like strip clubs. Yeah, they can't say they don't like strip clubs. Yeah. That's where they were all conceived. <laughs> Rostini. Fuck you, Lakers fans. We're looking at you, a face. Yeah, as I say this in my Lakers Carl Malone jersey. Yeah, just kidding. Actually, I'm I I think I'm a, more of a Lakers fan than a Clippers fan. I love. Oh, I'm fully on the train now. Yeah. Just to be in the city uh, at the time a titles won. Like when DC won, I was here, so I wasn't in the town. Yeah. So like even with there not being a parade, it's still sick. I've been downtown to buy bootleg T-shirts twice already. Yeah, I got some flame down there. I saw that. Uh, what was it? Mamba. It was like the, the snake championship oh, with the five rings on it. The Lord of the Rings shirt. Oh, right. And it's like a giant black Mamba snake uh, wrapping around Kobe. And on the snake, there are five rings. Um, yes. Yeah. It's a five headed snake. It's actually I think it's just like a bundle of snakes. Is it weird? Um to call Kobe Lord of the Rings when there are players with more rings than him. I mean, he that means he's the Lord. He's not the king of the rings. I guess, I guess it's a good point. I don't know the hierarchy or the flow chart uh, in the corporation, uh, but in, yeah. in the book, Lord of the Rings, is there is the Lord the high? Who is the Lord of the Rings? I don't know this. I don't know any of this shit. I don't. Well, I never read I the books. Me neither. I haven't watched me the neither. movies since uh, I was like a kid. All I know, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? They walk around. Some trees start fucking talking. I think the point is everybody's the Lord of the Ring. Wait, is it Lord of the Ring or Lord of the Rings? It's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rango, starring Johnny Depp. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Forgot about we should, oh god i wish mad tv was still around because we could probably get away with a lord of the rango sketch yeah yeah but we would have to get in a time machine and go back to whenever rango was out i think rango was like a early mid 2000s okay yeah or at least with, is rango on netflix right now somebody let us know if they see rango i don't know uh yeah if you've watched rango recently on a streaming service hit us up at airbuds pod on Twitter, let us know. Except we won't be able to answer for the next uh, three days and change. Because Jamel, oh, yeah. I apologize. I got I got at Airbuds Pod on Twitter suspended for calling our president racist. Which D- is that exactly what you said? Uh, I think I also called him an attention whore. Okay, he got the whore part. Um, Nothing. I didn't say anything inc- inaccurate or wrong. I I went back. I cha- I challenged the suspension, and they said okay. no. 
and yeah. So if you go to Renegade Airbuds on Twitter, at Renegade Airbuds, that's where we're going to be tweeting for the next couple of days. Uh, yeah, we yeah. got like 25 followers on there. Uh, not a ton of yeah. engagement, but. Yeah, we're the only pod. We're the only basketball podcast with a burner account that's not cracking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our shit is intentionally not popping because when we use it, we are running from the feds. I mean, honestly, it's on brand for us to have a, anything not popping. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? We're the not poppingest guys. I think our brand is like highly entertaining, not popping at all. <laughs> that's honestly it. <laughs> that's uh, I've been trying to figure out what to write in the reviews, and I will be writing that tomorrow. Thank you. Um, oh, you know, now that we we brought up Twitter, we've gotten so deep into this. Uh, uh, episode without doing any business if you go to apple podcast give us a five-star review we will read whatever you write in that review on the air uh go to patreon.com slash airbuds pod for five dollars a month you get bonus episodes you get videos uh you get dj sets that jamel makes you get access to our slack chat where we are talking basketball uh, a lot of politics and how they intersect with basketball recently which has been fun and interesting mm -hmm. um, a lot of gear talk uh jamal what's your favorite piece of gear that's been thrown in there uh the WNBA shorts oh those are tight as fuck the, the, the new jersey sets shorts yeah uh, those shits are crazy I, I think i might go grab that like, actually i meant to i meant to like i think i have a tab they're 75 bucks but it's like fuck it at least they have fucking pockets yeah because all of my best shorts don't have pockets these are they're beautiful and they got the three trophies on them um yeah that, that's a pretty yeah. tight piece of gear. Uh, yeah, and five bucks a month gets you access to all of that. It gets you access to links that will, where you can spend more money on shorts you don't yeah. need. Yeah, more, more time in front of a screen with us, your new digital friends. And let me tell you, like, I'm very – I'm thankful for our patrons uh, – because of one of our patrons, I I'm I I have a a florist and a and a, a wedding cake maker lined up for my my wedding coming up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This shit is we're building relationships. This is like a fraternity, like without any of like the um misogyny or the hazing or the sexual assault. Yeah, this is a simpternity, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is a simpternity. That's a really good, yo. Thank you. Uh, Jamel, what's new with you, man? There's not a lot of basketball going on. I'm, I'm saying let's uh, let's catch up a little bit. Man, what is new with me? I mean, I'm um, I'm just getting back into the this little LA routine. You can, I mean, the the air quality's still fucked up, but uh, I'm just uh getting my miles up getting my steps up the air quality has really been fucked up but you say you're getting back into the la routine because because you went out of town like three months ago or because yeah i went out of town three months ago and just then, then i came back and then i didn't go outside for a month then i couldn't go outside for right because the like a month fires the fires and the flames now i'm like just going outside again How's that been? That's what I'm up to. It has been all right. Uh, went downtown a couple times, 
checking out bootlegs. And um, I forgot, you know, it's still uh, like people outside. Oh, yeah. I forgot that people are outside. Was people was moving around, and a dude. I forgot that like people. There's still like people like like hustling outside of COVID related things. I mean, there are a lot of people who like due to either necessity or just you know willful uh, disobedience have, have their lives have not been affected by COVID that much they have not been in a pandemic like the rest of us and there's you know i i think if you have the means to stay inside and in quarantine and you say fuck it i don't care i'm gonna go endanger other people then you're an asshole but if you're just like if i don't go out and hustle these shirts i can't fucking eat then like i'm saying i'm fine with that yeah i mean this dude rolled up on me and Dan uh, Hardigan, a friend of the program. We was down there, and dude rolled up on us on a bicycle, and um, his name was um, uh, like uh, Michael Michael some Bicycle. <coughs> yeah, you know Timmy Timmy Turner <laughs> on the on the Schwinn. Old dude comes up on us singing, and he's like, "Hello, fellas." I need to talk to you. And then he like, he was like, yeah, um, what did he, he like, you know when someone's trying to like get money from you and they're just like, <coughs> they throw like a thousand facts at you? You know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah, I know. Like, dude, there's just like, I have to catch the train. It's leaving in five minutes. Also, I didn't graduate high school, but I'm going back to community college. And if I don't get on the train, then I might miss, like, yeah, I know what you mean. And you're just like, I'll give yeah. you $2 to, to end this conversation. Yeah, it was pretty tight. He had like, he dude had like five levels to his shit. And he didn't bring out, he had a binder on him. <laughs> when someone <laughs> has a binder, when someone comes up to you on the street with a binder, like, get out as yeah. fast as you can. Oh, <laughs> as soon, I, he, as soon, he wrote like, from like thirty feet away, I was like, "Yo, I spotted that fucking binder." <laughs> and I was like, "Glistening in the sun, the corner of it sticking out of his backpack." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was like uh, like LC or something, and he had like a um. He was also wearing a mesh. He was wearing a red mesh button up. Said he had, he was locked up, just got out. He's d- working with kids. He's trying to get kids off drugs. And he named uh, fentanyl specifically. Then he pulled out the binder and started. He was like, "Here's the, here's the numbers with the kids, and here's how many of them are um, on the uh, on the on the stuff you see." And boom, 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 boom. And then I don't. What did he say? He said he was a crip general for forty years. For forty and years. And I, you know, he said he was forty years deep, and he had a red mesh button up. And he just now, got I don't out. Know much. And he had just, he had like. So either yeah. this guy, this guy that rode up to you on a bike trying to hustle is like 80 years old. Or he became a Crip general at the age of four. Yeah. He said he had 40 years in. He's got stripes. The mesh part was more concerning right. than the color of the button. Is that, it's, yeah. So either you caught him 
in a severe lie because he says I'm 40 years in with the Crips and I'm wearing a blood red mesh button up shirt, which sounds fucking tight. mesh double mesh <laughs> button up, man. Or he said, fuck gang life so hard. I'm going to force myself to wear the color that for 40 years I told myself I hate it. I mean, this, these are all possibilities. Yeah. It was some of the finest work I'd ever seen, but it was not the the best one I ever. Because he kind of, once he pulled out the binder, I was like, look, man, we don't got it. And he was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolled off. You got to just get out. And then one, okay, so like six years ago, I was in D.C. or something. And I was just like, hi, walking around. And... This dude walked up on me by the train station and he was acting like he knew me when I was a kid. You ever had somebody act like they knew you when they were a kid? Yeah. I've had people be like, we that went was... to elementary school together before when I was like in college on this, the subway. This dude was like, oh, hey, man. Oh, what's going on, Brian? I seen you since you was little, man. We used to hang out with your, your dad, man. It was crazy, and then I got locked up. You know, I just got out. He gave me a little, hooked me up with a little bump, bump, and I just, I gave him a dollar just because it was like, oh man, I had never seen this move before. I was just like, awesome. Then I saw him a year later in Target, and he tried to pull the same thing. He was like, hey, what's up, man? It's been a minute. And you're man. like, I gave you a dollar oh. a year ago. No, I was just like, oh, oh, yeah, man, it has. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's my? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, what's my name again? <laughs> and he was just like, Darnell. It's, uh, and I was just like, nah, bro, just come on, man. I'm in line in Target. You know what? Upstairs, electronics Shit. department. Getting like a PS4 game? <laughs> yeah. Well, then he knows you have income to, hey, I will, to waste. I, yeah, man, I'm buying Roblox. I think the scariest scam in a way is the um, the the kids selling candy bars outside of grocery stores. Because, you know, they're like they're raising money for their basketball team. Uh, if I don't, I'll, I'll generally just like hand them a bill and walk away. But if I don't have cash, I have to be like, sorry, man, I'm afraid because kids nowadays are so fucking funny. I'm worried that a 13 year old that has had access to Twitter since they were five years old is going to roast me beyond my life. Like, I'm just worried that they're going to make fun of me and that I'm going to be embarrassed and carry that weight for the next five weeks that a 12 year old hustling candy bars outside of a grocery store just fucking called me Hank Hill and then I'm done (laughs) (laughs) I'm just worried the kids ain't getting their proper cut off the Easter Seal candy bars they're all fucking working for some Fagin type character that just yeah man like Shredder like the money goes back to the Ninja Turtles lair yeah there was one time I asked, like, I did ask a kid, like, what the name, what the name of his team was, and you know that meme of like the, the kid who, 
like it's used it's like the little like chubby kid who's like oh shit uh what what it was shit uh yeah yeah like that's basically what this kid did when i said what's your uh, team name uh, uh he uh the <laughs> uh, you get d's and f's <laughs> yeah what are we talking about this is a podcast about basketball <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here's something. For, you know how the Clippers – the Clippers well, – I, I think we've said this before. The Clippers should renovate the forum, become the Inglewood Clippers, and then they'll have their own identity. Well, Jamel, you know they're – They'll still be LA. They're kind of doing that already, right? I mean, they're yeah. Moving. But are they going to be not, the Inglewood Clippers? I don't know if they're – I think they are going to be um, – is it the Inglewood Clippers? I think I think I remember reading something that they might change their name from Los Angeles to uh, either the South LA Clippers or another name. But they're not remodeling the Forum, even though Steve Ballmer bought it, right? Yeah, they're just doing some new shit next I door. I think they're just doing new shit next door, which is sad. I think the Forum is such a tight fucking place, and... I mean, if the Clippers wanted to, like, you know, garner goodwill from L.A. natives and Lakers fans, they would bring back basketball to the forum. But there's simply no, not I enough mean, concession shit there, honestly. That's all it is, I think. I mean, that's fine, man. Fuck that building. I wasn't in there. I don't know Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What did I see? I see. Yeah, I saw Kendrick at the forum for some show. I think it was like, uh, damn, that's a that's a miss by me not catching a show at the forum. It's not too late. They're not going to tear it down. Oh, okay. Well, actually, it might be too late. Live music is dead. Yeah. Here's an update for me. I I went and saw live music indoors on Friday, Jamal. Jesus, Benner, what the hell? Uh, bro? You're a fucking. Radical, it was fucking dude. crazy. Uh, friend of the pod that's never been on the pod, Open Mike Eagle, uh, put out a very excellent new record um, last Friday. It's called uh, Anime Trauma Divorce. It's very raw, hip-hop, very vulnerable. Very The beats are all fucking... There's like some of my favorite beats in years are on that record. Um, yeah, he did some things. He got some good little yeah. things. Uh, got some things moving Very around. good record, but... Uh, Mike invited me and a, and a small number of other people to come and watch his record premiere slash one-man show live stream. It was hard to describe what it was. It was basically like uh, – it truly it, – it was the – it was the distillation of his career in a way where it was like rap music and also comedy. And he would like perform a song and then go over to another mic and kind of like do a monologue before getting into another song. It's, I mean, it's essentially just a normal rap show with, you know, in, in between song banter, uh, except it was, it felt like you were, you know, in a black box theater. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, we were in this like this 100 seat theater in LA. Nine people spread out among the crowd. I was watching Mike perform a lot of these fucking killer new songs. And uh, I felt like, um, very excited to just be seeing a rap show again, just be seeing live music, seeing someone perform. Uh, and then I think very excited that like, I might die. <laughs> like, Ooh, <laughs> like, 
Like, I don't, I'm not one of those people that, like, wants to fuck outside in public, but I feel like that, like, the feeling I got watching a rap show in a pandemic inside is the same feeling some guy gets by being, like, jerk me off in the Gap dressing room, you know? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, I guess I understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> I've done a couple things inside. Like back in the on the east, yeah, and it was probably close closer quarters than um, where you was talking about. Yeah, this was like again. I was I was not I was very far away from everyone else. We were pretty scattered about in a pretty decent sized theater. Um, I've also put on shows there, and that's as many people as I could get <laughs> to come there. Just me. So like, I just cannot wait for uh, COVID indoor shows because then i'm gonna be that's that's all i could bring in anyway we, we get we good money <laughs> uh when this is all over you're you're gonna sell everything out right when this is all over i don't know what i'm gonna sell out i'm not selling out shit in la i gotta get out of town no but i mean when everybody is allowed to go back inside to see shows like there's no way you're only drawing 10 people We'll see. I'm. I. What I really want. Oh, God damn. I think Tell I'm me what you want. What you really, town. really want. I want. Uh. You know. Airbuds holiday party part two, bro. <sighs> Same. I want another shot. I want another shot at that. I want another shot. I think we'll be back at New Year's. I come. I'd come back for New Year's. I don't think. I don't think we've got a vaccine coming by New Year's. Yeah. There's no chance. Because, look. You know. I'm not going to name any names, but a lot of a lot of comics, you know, uh, that wound up with COVID, getting very sick with it, got it in the room that we had our holiday party in. What? It, there was a, a small, there was a wedding and they had their kind of like after party there. And this was like uh, early March. And then of the, like, 70 people that were in that, crammed in that room, like, they all went on to kind of, like, spread it. <laughs> and a lot of people got very sick. Damn. And it was in the same exact room that we had our holiday party in three months what? before. Damn, that room is fire. Very good room. <laughs> Tight room. This <laughs> is Yeah, the spacing is a little... You're not going to want to... Have a respiratory disease yeah. in there. Damn. But I mean, yeah. Anyway, shit. I'll go. I'll go back with a fucking bubble in. <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. Let's all, everybody get in those like, uh, you know, like NBA halftime when you have like idiots get inside those big bubble balls and like wrestle each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. The dude who went downtown. Yeah. Let's just have a. Uh, yeah. Oh right. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, LA is sick. Somebody went to the illegal. Is, could you call it a parade? It was the illegal championship meetup. Yeah. That that just happens where you just see the uh, local TV footage. There's just a helicopter, just watching. You know, people uh, touch their own nipples with their shirt off in the middle of the street. Yeah. Do you think that guy did the bubble thing as a bit and regretted it, or do you think he was really that genuinely concerned? I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. 
I think he was like, I'm going to get this bit off and I'm going to go downtown and I'm going to be safe. And he probably regretted it pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about actual basketball topics? I mean, probably, I think. All right. Let's talk about more more of the Doc Rivers uh, led 76ers and their recent hiring Where are you at? of Peter Dinwiddie as executive vice president Ooh. of basketball. He hired him away. Front office guy from the Pacers. Uh, generally regarded as a basketball savant. Uh, Bucks tried to hire him away as a GM. Back in 2018, he didn't. That didn't happen. Uh, but now the Sixers got him. Um, my number one takeaway is that he looks like a regular sized Boban Marjanovic with a worse haircut. Similar haircut is a little worse. He does not has never lived in L.A. I'm guessing. No, I don't know where this man came from. Uh, I honestly, I don't know his actual like bona fides or like what makes him great other than everyone seems to be like this guy's really good um oh this dude this dude lied on all of his applications uh fake credentials he went to a a made-up uh technical school now what i do like about it is that it is kind of like a flashy hiring given like the guy's reputation and the fact that he could have maybe run the bucks as a gm whatever the Sixers as we've talked about before they're they run a front office by committee Elton Brand is the GM but like it's very clear that there's like Scott O'Neill and a couple other people that are just like very like they have as much say in the the decisions as Elton Brand does uh hiring this guy even though I think he's technically under Elton Brand makes it seem like all right this is the guy that is going to be the final say on basketball personnel uh, and taking that out of other execs hands and taking it out of the leader, the ownership um, or the governance, I guess we call it now um, is very, that's good in my book. Now this is a sixer. So we'll see if that actually happens. Uh, they find a way to fuck everything up. Some people say they fucked up by not hiring Daryl Morey, who is uh, suddenly available I think the Sixers would have never hired hired Daryl Morey. Uh, as we know, Sam Hickey was like Daniel Morey's uh, – I'm sorry, Daryl Morey's mentee. Like Sam Hickey came up under Daryl Morey, learned everything he could from him, got his philosophy from him. So I think for the Sixers to hire Daryl Morey would have been, in a way, a tacit admission of – a mistake in firing Sam Hickey, and we know the Sixers ownership would never admit to any kind of mistake. Um. Okay, so when Embiid gets shipped out for Harden, where are you mentally on a scale of 1 to 5,000? So <laughs> Scoop B reported the other day that, they're, that the Rockets are actually interested in uh, Embiid, and everybody was on the table but Harden. Uh, I think my reaction to that news was like, if the Sixers send off Embiid and Harden doesn't come back, I will go full on Joker. I will go fucking insane. I will fly back to Philly and Molotov cocktail the Wells Fargo Center. Like, (laughs) 
Oh no! If we if we give away Embiid and we don't get back at least Harden, pre- honestly, Harden and more Harden and picks Harden and a couple other throw-in players. Harden, uh, dick picks. Harden dick picks at least sent directly to me uh, at AirBudsPodcast at gmail.com if you want to send those, James. Um, but yeah, if they get rid of. Embiid in general, I'm flipping out. If they get rid of Embiid to the Rockets and we don't get Harden back, I am done with that fucking team. I'm so fucking done oh with that gosh. team. <laughs> Who was I talking to who was trying to convince me they could get Simmons off and get Embiid back? I mean, and get Harden back and keep Embiid. I was like, you're nuts. Impossible. I think Simmons, uh, I think Simmons' value is at an all-time low right now. And I know he's only – he's yeah. going in his fourth year. He'll be fine. But, like, he's got to have a fucking killer year to bounce back to get his trade value up to what it was a season ago. A season ago – Would you rather have Russ? Than Ben? No. I love Russ yeah. with all my heart. I would rather have Ben right now, for sure. Okay. okay. Uh, I just think if okay. we're looking three years into the future, I don't I, – I think – Ben Simmons will be much better than than Russ, and I don't think the Sixers are fucking winning I mean, a championship sure. in the next three seasons. So we don't need Russ right now. I don't think okay. Russ would put us over the top to to beat the any team in the East: the Celtics, the Heat, the Raptors. Yeah. How do you fix it? There has to be a better way. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. There's a part of me that's like they just got to ride it. They just got to ride it back, like run it back this year. If you can move Horford, that would be great. Um, Horford for that, for that's the one. Uh, you're probably not going to get great picks for him, but if Horford for like a very good shooter and like an all around like good like three and D guy, maybe in addition, like if you we could get like a world class shooter. And a guy who is a good defender and can hit open shots back for Horford, I would take that. Allow, allow me to allow me to interest you. Allow me to introduce you to Troy Brown Jr. and Garrison Matthews. You're gonna need to fucking introduce me to Garrison Matthews for sure, because I ain't never heard of that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you dropped thirty on somebody. On what his his dad when he was like seventeen. And that's the day his dad was like, life's over. My son beat me. Look, man, just take some bullshit from us and give us Horford, please. <laughs> Honestly, I'll put Horford on an Amtrak down to D.C. tonight if you send us that's back some, saying. like, whatever. It's just easy for him. Whatever the best crabs are down there. <laughs> send those back up on the next Amtrak. Yeah. We'll send Horford down that way. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. Get you some crabs. Get you a couple half smokes. Uh, get you some uh, shooters t-shirts and uh, a pair of Perfect. Nike boots, and then uh, also still Garrison Matthews. Just take them. Just someone's got to carry the crabs. Yeah, <laughs> dog. Garrison Matthews is going to get some. He's he's the world's next Steve Novak, bro. <laughs> he's about to go Steve Novak corner. I've heard of going Supernova, but Steven Novak. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Try to tell you. Hey, have we ever talked about how AI said he got his leg ran over by a bus? Wait, 
When he was in middle school? Have I have, I vaguely, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I vaguely remember this story. Jesus Christ, all the smoke, bro. I need to get back up on all the from smoke. From like, uh, all the smoke from like four weeks ago. They had AI on. And it's like, it's funny. Because it starts, and it's like a pretty, they're kind of like a little buttoned up about stuff. Like, it's like 10 I don't know, 15 minutes in. And I don't know what happens, but AI is just like, fuck it, man. I'm just going to start fucking talking. He's just going off random, cried a few times. Somewhere in the middle of him crying in a break, he uh, revealed that in middle school, yeah, a bus driver ran over his whole shit. And I could totally believe it. I mean, come on. Southern Virginia in the like late 80s. There's a kid that got ran over by a bus in my that I think I guess I was in high school at the time. Maybe it was middle school. No, it was middle school. He was riding his bike and a bus was pulling out of like the bus lot and ran him over and uh he was fine. He didn't get hurt, which I think makes it a little more palatable uh to think about how uh there wasn't a lot of sympathy for him. Everyone made fun of him for getting run over by a bus. <laughs> I can Jeez. proudly say I was not one of the ones to make fun of. I won't say his full name here. Max. I did not make fun of Max for getting run over by the bus. But to also in, in, again, in points against me, I didn't really know him. So I was never really around him to make fun of him. <laughs> Who knows? I might have I might have been weak and called him bus boy, which is what a lot of people called him. <laughs> Okay, okay, come on. You guys was doing too much, man. Busboy's not fair, I, man. Again, I I never had the I never called him it, but I can't say for sure whether or not I would have if I happened to be around him, and there were people calling him busboy. I can't say for sure whether or not I would have given in to peer pressure and called him busboy. Sure, I probably wouldn't have stopped it. it. No, I mean I'm a, I'm a weak person, Jamel. Yeah, sure. He was he fine? Fine, like is he was he hot? <laughs> no, I'm. Was he physically okay? He was like a he was probably like the a six. <laughs> and then he was um, yeah no he was he was actually he was like, like he was completely fine like he he walked away like without any serious injuries. God damn it! Um, but I th- yeah yeah same with AI. Foot ran over, ended up fine, and this was the moment he realized he was the hood's favorite and the one. See, the that's Lord the chose. difference between AI and uh, the kid I went to middle school with, Max. <laughs> you either walk away yeah, from I a bus think, accident, I don't think AI the most popular kid in school, or or as bus boy. <laughs> bus boy, man, I wouldn't <laughs> accept it. I was like, I'm not standing for this. You guys are supposed to be treating me like one of them fucking mutants. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my that's my feelings on the Sixers. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I I'm, I feel like they I'm need to excited. run it back, but if they could run it back, sans Al Horford, that'd be great. I'm fine with even giving Tobias another lovely chance. I think Tobias. Potentially a good player. He's played very well under Doc Rivers in his time with the Clippers. Well, you got it. Yeah, you got it. He played his way to that fucking contract that the Sixers gave him under Doc Rivers. The reason why they gave him that insane max contract 
is because they fell in love with him and what Doc Rivers got out of him. So yeah. who knows? We'll see. This is fair. I yeah, I think I think Doc can do some stuff with Embiid, right? He's an old school thinking guy. We've talked about it a little on the podcast, but I'll just rehash it now quickly. Uh, Sixers' biggest problem is clearly they have two superstars who can't get along, whose egos are, if not big, then just like weird and clash. Uh, and sure. Doc Rivers, his recent track record with the Clippers shows that he is not good when he has superstars that can't get along. Um, so, an interesting yeah, chance to Blake Griffin tone. and CP3 couldn't make it work. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George apparently so fraught that he got fired because of it. Uh, his best kind of his best coaching season with the Clippers was the year before this when he had nobody. He had a bunch of scrappy underdog type role players, and he put together an impressive regular season and then an impressive playoff run. Not that I mean they not super impressive, so, but like right. they were competitive. I guess, and like it was because of his coaching. Yeah, and I. So what? I mean, how much of the fault belongs with the player? If if Doc Rivers has proven he can coach when players want to be coached, is it is it on the coach to convince the player? I mean, obviously – look, I don't know. I've never been a coach. I've never played sports at a high level. Uh, but in my mind, a good coach – like is a good manager of people as well. Um, and a good manager figures out how to like motivate people that are hard to motivate uh, or how to like connect the people that are like shut off. And Ben Simmons in particular, I think is someone who is like very much like, I don't want to be coached. I don't need to be coached. That's just kind of what his attitude comes off as. Is that fair? Do you think? It's definitely what it's the what it has seemed like to what we can see as the public. That is how yeah timeline looks. Um, I don't know. Who knows? It is interesting. I feel like Blake didn't have a jumper when Doc got him. Oh, but I don't know. I mean, Blake is a notorious like uh, a gym rat, as we like to call them. Uh, he is a guy like he he and Doc clash because he wanted team practices and Doc doesn't like doing team practices. And so Blake developed his jump shot with him alone in the gym with his, sh his shooting coach. Like, I don't think Doc Rivers had much to do okay, with fair. Blake. Blake was going to get better no matter what, because he wants to get better. Um, okay. I think Ben Simmons maybe thinks he's already the best player in the league. There's I no think he might think, think that. If you're not, I think he probably thinks, like, I'm the next LeBron. And you know what he could be if he fucking developed a goddamn fucking jump shot? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're getting – we're hitting some soft spots. We're hitting some sore. I never should have said no, the word No, I do love Ben. I think he will get better. I think there, there's just no way he can't at some point want to develop a jump shot. 
Like he has to. If if not, he's a he's a he's a psycho. If not, he's a crazy person. If he turns like twenty twenty eight and is like, just, I can yeah. keep going without shooting, then he's a crazy person. It would be sweet to know that my jump shot was as good as Ben Simmons. Jump. I'd, I'd pay to watch a free throw contest between you guys. Yeah. That'd be sick. Like, I've hit one corner three. <laughs> my Jamal, we haven't uh, – I feel like there's not a ton to talk about with the Wizards right now. I feel like there just isn't a lot of news, except, as always, in every offseason in the history of the NBA, Lakers fans are trying to figure out how to – get Bradley Beal onto their team. They have the Photoshop open. They're they're switching yeah. jerseys. I think Bradley Beal stays with the Wizards forever. <laughs> I think he's interested in staying forever. At mm-hmm. least this is what he said. You can only and take a, a man He's a very Christian man. So Things he's not change. Lie. Yeah. Seasons yeah. change and so do we. But at least according to last week, and it's also sick that he was just on uh, our old announcing duos podcast, which is crazy that two old dudes have a podcast. It's, two, it's Steve Buckhance and Phil Chenier. And their show is called, like, uh, Misadventures with Buck and <laughs> Phil. The, the Tales of Celebrity Travel. Something like that. It's like a long-ass name. The it's Tales like clearly of Celebrity two Travel? podcast. Do they consider it's themselves It's got a long name. <clears throat> That's cute. I think I think they think they're celebutants. Um, I think Do you think okay, let me ask you a question. Davis Bertans, is he resigning with the Wizards? Well, that's the plan. And also Brad also said that he's just like, yo, First thing we got to do is re-sign Davis. Yeah. And and if we don't get Davis, then we're fucked. That's basically what he said on this podcast. Bradley Beal, John Wall coming back, Davis Bertans uh, just being, like, available to hit threes whenever. The only thing you guys are missing are is, like, a kind of a versatile four or five to, like – like Bradley Beal and John Wall can't be doing pick and roll with each other. There's got to be a guy, a big guy who can kind of come up, who can yeah. set a good block, roll to the rim, draw attention, you know, maybe like go up for a lob, but like really you just you just need a big guy who is athletic and quick who can draw attention away from Beal and uh and Bertans when John Wall runs the pick and roll so that there's just open shooters everywhere. Yeah, and it's you know, I guess there they we we're invested in Thomas Bryant, but he's not you I know. Think he's a, I a always said Andre Drummond would be perfect if we had Rui is like somewhere between a three and a four. Yeah, it's hard to. It was also it's a really good in, interview. Brad was very candid yeah. about the roster. It was pretty good. How does he feel about Rui? Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, Rui does some good shit. Uh, not sure if he's a three or a four yet. Could go either way. Has to work Absolutely. on the ball handling. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Fed. What is Rui? Six nine, six eight. 
I feel like if he can grow another inch or two and he's young, he could still do it uh, and put on a ton of weight. He would be a fucking incredible four. Yeah. Yeah. Weight room uh, and uh, finishing at the rim. Probably just got to get the weight room because he's him at no, the rim he is not very it. tentative. Like he he was very good at like getting mid, five feet out and going up for like a little like little bloop shot. And like he always hit it short. So, yeah, maybe that's it. He just needs to do a few yeah. more bench presses uh, and then he'll just make <laughs> he'll shoot the ball an extra like two inches and it'll go in. Sure. And then uh, what? Said we never had a backup too since he's been there, which is sort of true. But I was I thought Jordan McRae was a backup too, but that was just kind of in the dark days. Once it got uh, once things got a little beyond yeah. reproach or whatever. Beyond burger. But uh, yeah. But once once <laughs> we went beyond burgers, we got to figure out something. Andre Drummond is the perfect fit. Any and something I, comparable I to that. Like I want to challenge that because it sounds fucking crazy to hear someone in 2020 say Andre Drummond is the perfect fit. But I can. I mean, Listen yeah, me, Andre just, Drummond just uh, snatching boards. Sh- this is one thing he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to get 20 boards, and if you got John Wall out there. Th- Firing them up. You're going to need some extra possessions. Fuck it. If the mid-range ain't right, he's quick. He looks good. He's just happy he's to be like out of Detroit. 26, you know? right? And he's like, exactly, bro. He's like 28 maybe. Who is, what Disney if star that? was he dating? Uh, no, nah, he was dating Shorty from uh, iCarly. Yeah, I can't one. remember her name. I never watched iCarly, but. I remember when I heard about him dating yeah. someone from iCarly, I was like, I was like, isn't he like 35? Like, that sounds gross. And then I like Googled it. I was like, oh, they're both like 22. Yeah, he just watched iCarly and was like, hey, it's going to be crazy to like be watching someone in your bedroom in college and then you get to date them. Yeah, it is pretty nutty. Uh, you hear uh, Savage twenty one name dropping? Yeah, he said all my diamonds pissed on <laughs> Andre Drummond. Like, didn't Andre Drummond pee on somebody? I don't know if he peed on iCarly. Uh, what's her face with non Carly? Yeah, look all at right, Andre I'm, Drummond pee. Look, my yeah. my search history is already fucked up. Yeah, it's already Mostly fucked for up, dude. Get out of here. Podcast. Uh, uh, while you're looking that up, I, I Carly, non Carly lady, also in an episode of SVU. Uh, as a uh, oh, fun. young child actor. Um, I don't think this first one. You know, I don't. I don't know if I can find this right now. Uh, I write peed. Piss? I wrote pissed. I don't think. I this is going to be deep in the Google results, and I don't think it's great podcasting to to have to just sure. Okay, we don't have to do that. But word is Andre peed on somebody, and we love him in DC. But he's he's like 
He's locked into the Cavs, I think. If he stays with the Cavs, he gets like $20 million. So it's impossible. I saw we're looking at a kid named Precious. Oh. Yeah. Like Precious on on right. Shoah, His dad is uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> yeah. His name on Instagram really? is at Precious. No way. That's yeah. Yeah, he's just some young big. The draft, yeah, dude. The draft is in November, about. huh? Some real shit basketball shit to talk about. Fiery man. Jamal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up here. You know, we we had some topics. We I, I think we were thinking this is yeah. gonna be uh, a breeze of a podcast. We didn't have a ton to talk about. We had some stuff lined up that we didn't even get to because we wound up talking about a ton of basketball. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so we'll let's save this for a midweek episode. Yeah, when you come back to the midweek episode, check out the Patreon. Uh, I think I fucked up your Vimeo download limits. What do you something. mean? Every time I try to put something new on Patreon, whenever I try to put one of them Twitches up, uh, there'll be like, you reached your weekly upload limit. Oh, really? Well, I think I it's just because I... my Vimeo. They're trying to play you out, but I'll just... I think I can put it up tomorrow. All right. Stay uh, tuned. Uh, go to patreon.com slash airboatspod if you want to see a new DJ set by Jamel tomorrow, correct? Or Tuesday. I don't know when the limit is. I always forget what day it was. Um, I don't real know. bad promotion. Speaking of the Patreon and the Slack, uh, I've been posting a bunch of... Uh, I, This is a hobby. A long been a hobby of mine uh, has been editing videos of people dancing to different songs that I think are funny. Yeah, the Martin ones are good. Well, I think that that's what I was going to say. The Martin... Uh, I, I I just recently just kind of had inspiration that Martin Lawrence uh, dances in everything he's ever done. Like, dances a lot. Dances in, like, every other episode of Martin, number one. Blue Streak opens up with him in full costume, like, doing a good old, like, 30-second dance by himself. Uh, Martin's my new muse. So I was going to pitch, if you if you need me to make some Martin visuals for specific songs for any of your DJ sets, let me know. Oh, dude, I would love that. Yeah. Throw, throw together a little Martin reel. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do like five minutes of Martin dancing, and you could throw yeah, yeah. some music that matches I'll put behind some it. On it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Sweet. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Jamel, anything to plug before we go? Any new new shows coming up? No. That's Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's not oh. true. Ooh. Ooh. No, no, no. Just, just stay tuned for uh, NBA Story Time. I don't know when, but the ads are coming soon. NBA right. Story Time. Yeah, you're going to be hearing a ton about Jamel's new podcast coming out, uh, NBA Story Time. We talked about it last last episode. It's so, fun. it's so fucking funny. I'm so excited for the world to hear it. Uh, I love the world. Yeah. Peter sent us a little promo video that, that Blue Wire made for it. That was really fun. Fun is fun. Can you disagree with that? Exactly. Love you guys. Bye.